Welcome back, welcome back to From the Stand Sportscast. You joined in and tuned in from From the Stand Sportscast episode 13. I'm mistake, episode 13. Um, myself, Sandy Sumanagaza, I'm joined here by my co-podcaster, um, Sandy Lesibanyoli. Sandy Le, you good, Maji? I'm good, bro. What's up? What's up? Easy, nah, nah, nah. No, no are stress, well? no stress. How are you, sir? <laughs> um, I'm okay. I'm okay. That's what I can say now. I think I'll save like the rest for for later. Yeah. Um yeah, like I said, you joined in for each engine for episode 13 of From the Stands podcast. Um word of the day before we get into the nitty gritties of the episode. Sandile, are you ready? Mm-hmm. This beat thing, we have to stop it, my G. No, bro. Like, no, 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 I'm serious. We have to stop it. No, like, that's, that's, what happens, too that's good. how rap works. No, no, the point, the point of, 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 um, of word of the day is for you to freestyle without, like, freestyle, just... The beat does nothing, though. It, no, no, it, it gives, gives you a me, flow. Yeah, it gives me... No, it doesn't actually... I it put does. my own flow on the beat. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> like, I put my own flow on it. All it does is make it sound good. Okay, imagine. Uh, what of the day today is gonna be cheat because I, I still think you're cheating oh, with this shit. Real niggas, I don't have to fuck around and fucking cheat. Real niggas know I'm the one to be. All these niggas do is sit around and poke their meat. So, what is it? What is it gonna fucking be? All these niggas looking at me on the TV. Turn on the channel, Emily. Ah, no! <laughs> Got it, got it, got it, and I got it fucking back. Man United niggas looking like they smoking crack. When the fuck are we gonna go <laughs> to the back, to the facts? When are we gonna fucking win a match? All these niggas can't go around and visit. What the fuck would I go and buy a ticket? And then I go and I see exhibits. These niggas losing by fucking double digits. Never scored one, never scored two. What you gonna, what you gonna, what you gonna do? All these niggas really got a motherfucking chill. I don't give a fuck about no motherfucking Ali at the wheel yo <laughs> this is where I started to um yeah fuck Ed, Ed Woodward as a star freaking label and as a motherfucking crew and if you want to be done with Ed Woodward then fuck you too okay I'm not gonna go out and say Ali at the wheel but hey it's close right now niggas been on Ford Watch for a good half year it's been on Ford Watch we haven't won an away game since PSG dog this nigga got a job Yo, you have us looking stupid. Niggas are bringing back the, the, the real video where he's like, get the contract, rock, sign it, any number you want, put it on. Like, niggas are bringing back that video and they're trolling us with this shit, dog. How do you let... I mean, never mind the fact that Man United is good enough to bring two legends. Like, we don't even care about Steve Bruce anymore and that was our captain or some shit. But, like, how do you lose to Steve Bruce when he looks like if Ferguson let himself go? I don't understand this, bro. How every time we play new... Was, was Shelby playing in this game? No, he wasn't. Okay. But like I was going to say, every time we play Newcastle, this like this shit happens. Newcastle is always where the wheels start falling off, dog. I remember last time they beat us at OT. 
No, they didn't beat us. Past couple of years, like recently though, they did beat us at OT. They beat us at at, at it wasn't at OT. It was up there. In, Either in, way, man. In, in Jordanland. Either way. Okay, Jordanland is gonna be okay, my Jordanland. You see, Newcastle. now we're gonna. I'm gonna go on YouTube today, and I'm gonna get on my recommended true Jordy and then it's gonna be fucking that nigga's gonna be like he's gonna be gloating all in our faces Newcastle is a nothing club how the fuck did we let Michael Owen we gifted him a fucking Premier League champion we gifted him a Premier League medal after he went and had the shittest of times at Newcastle Michael Owen is literally a footnote in our history and that's the caliber of nigga that shat on Newcastle's whole legacy dog and then we let these niggas fucking redeem themselves with us is this is this where we at and you can't come and tell me it's the board's fault when these niggas caught five from Leicester, dog. That's Brendan Rodgers. Nah, so. But yeah, start the show. <laughs> um, I think since we're here, we might as well just talk about the Premier League. Um, I want to speak specifically about the Premier League and not necessarily the results. And, um, because like, I mean, we do that every week and everyone knows the results. I mean, opinions should be null and void now um i want to speak about how the premier league is 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 necessarily dubbed the best league in the world right? and the 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 how can i say it like the, the the justification yes the justification that people come up with when they talk about the best the best team in the, the best league in the world is is the competition between the league right um in terms of your top six, your middle, your middle, your middle, um, your middle teams and bottom four. Like I mean, anyone can beat anyone on any day. Um, is I asked this question. I also raised this question of uh, early on in the early on in the process in our episode. I think it was like episode three. Um, and I asked this: Is the Premier League really the best league in the world? What are your metrics for a good league, though? Depends on that, I guess. I mean, it's okay. I would say the best league in the world is a league that is competitive, right? That produces good football, not necessarily good eye-catching football, but like good football all around. Um, that's too many variables already. Like, how is okay. that too many variables? Because you can say, okay, a good league is a league that's competitive, right? So so okay, I guess the English Premier League is competitive. Yeah. Seen it's, it's very but is it really competitive? Because we are seeing, like now, Liverpool. Liverpool, from Liverpool is is eight points. Um, I think are they eight points or what? But that Liverpool, but you see, Liverpool is exhibiting title winning form, and it's not title winning form that is, I guess, customary in England. Like the way they're doing it, the way City did it. It's like but these are the, anomalies. These are teams that you would put in top five Premier League teams of all time. But like, look at look at the past. So look at the past. Anomaly. Look at the past three three years. Right, um, three seasons ago, City won the league by was it nineteen points? Yes, City ran Not away. 12. No, it was nineteen. City ran away with the league with nineteen points. Right. Last season was a two-horse race where the top two sides finished with 98 and 97 points respectively in Manchester City and Liverpool. And the next best side, which was Chelsea, was on 70-something. Right. So that's an easy 20-point gap. Right. 
um, this season, eight games into the league, Liverpool are already eight points ahead. We're not talking about Christmas. We're not talking. This is the second international break. We have the second international break right now, and Liverpool are already eight points ahead of the next best team, which is Manchester City. Um, is the Premier League slowly shifting and becoming into a La Liga where you have a two-horse, three-horse race, and then the rest just battle out for best of the rest? I mean, or is or is it really an anomaly the way that you've been um, advocating for or the way that you've mentioned previously yeah I mean I wasn't really like advocating for it I was just showing you how other people can look at it and what I meant so I'm going to explain in two parts like what I meant by the variable shit is when you say good football what is good uh, good football like what would you say is, is, is good football someone else would say okay good football is free flowing it's attacking someone intricate passes that break down the opposition someone else would say it's playing long balls hoof it and then hope for the best you know inshallah cross and you know someone else would say something different you know as a metric for what good football is so depending on where your agenda lies you can you know you can advocate for the Premier League either having or not having good football you know so there's that and I think having two or three people that dominate the league two to four let's say two to four people that dominate the league and then having one having everyone else kind of you know want to compete for second place so to speak that's a trait for every league in the world like that's not i don't know how we got to a place where we say okay if something is a two horse three horse race then it's not necessarily you know that's that's literally every league like if you look at the absolute premiership you got Casey Chiefs leading but in its history this it's always been a two to three horse race uh you know with it's either Chiefs Pirates and then the number three would be whoever the strong competitor is in in, in this era it's Sundowns it used to be maybe Super Sports United it used to be um Vitz. Vitz at a point in time you know um point in time that was Swallows Points in time, uh, you had sundowns again during the time of like Sapone and all those people. But like every league in the world, in Germany, you've got Bayern, strong force, Dortmund, strong force, and then occasionally you have Wolfsburg will spring up, you have Schalke springing up, and then La Liga, you know, case in point, you've got Barcelona, you've got Madrid, and then sometimes at, at a point in, now, now Atletico is, is like the main, you know, third guy that's coming in. If you look at France, PSG wasn't always a heavy hitter, but in the French league always had a Monaco, which was a strong force. You know, in in, in French football, Lyon is, is a strong force in French football, and that's every league in the world. Even in the history of the Premier League, you had United. You had, I think the Premier League was maybe the, the people who were competing. It was always two people at a point in time and then you had your strong threes and your strong fours like it was either United taking on Arsenal and then you had a strong three or United taking on Liverpool you had a strong three United and Chelsea now it's City and Liverpool and you have a strong three you used to be Tottenham they've capitulated but it was okay at a point in time then it was City and Chelsea you know then you had a strong three which was Tottenham United and City then you had I think Chelsea with a strong three 
then, you know, Arsenal always managed to get forward. So I think, the, I guess what's, what's happening differently now is the gap between the people who are actually leading the shit and the other niggas. Like, the gap has widened. And I think that's the part where the anomaly comes in. Like, these teams have managed to... Like, they've, they've managed to get results and get them consistently. And so the Premier League gaps are, are widening. So maybe that that's the change that's happening. It's, it's the change of... Now we've got teams in the Premier League who are able to dominate in the way that a Barcelona would dominate La Liga. Because mm. it used to be... You, you, you could be the best team in England, but you wouldn't have... It wasn't an easy time for you, mm. you know, to dominate the way that these people are dominating now. To picking up results. So, like, do you really... Do you think, then, the Premier League is still the best league in the world, then? In, I guess that's, like, the FIFA and, and PES debate. And it, go, it just goes according to what you're looking for. Like, if you're looking... If you're going to be maybe a football purist and... You are looking for teams that accentuate the the intricacies and nuances of, of football. Like you're a person who likes to analyze the tactics and you say, uh, I value, you know, managers. I value managerial thinking. Mm. You know, maybe you you then maybe go and appreciate, uh, I guess, what Conte is doing at, at Inter, which is, I, you know, okay, let me analyze tactics and, and, and this and that, you know. As opposed to coming on and, and seeing Oli just throw 11 niggas on the field and wish them good luck. <laughs> and, you know, but then if you value entertainment value and if you value everything, like if you value, ooh, stadium atmosphere, ooh, I value having, having the people that are always advertised seeing them play. Like, you could watch the most entertaining game of football, Brescia versus Calgary, but, like, a lot of other factors go into that like they could play the best game of football you've ever seen right tactics beautiful and everything but because there's no uh, Paul Pogba playing in that game there's no Kevin De Bruyne playing in that game it's not gonna catch your casual football watcher and maybe that the Premier League prioritizes things like that or the Premier League is more suited to people like that because you know? the more you grow commercially even United as, as, as a case in point like the people at Old Trafford aren't all from Manchester you've got, mm, yeah, you've true. got, a, you've got a good you've got a, a, a significant amount of people that are just casual football watchers or could be just tourists you know who bought a ticket for so every game you've got people and that just means the league you you think is the best depends on you like it has nothing to do with how that league is like it really just depends on who is is, is is analyzing this? It's like asking someone, who's your favorite rapper or who is the best rapper? Mm. Like it or not, there's subjectivity to that, and it all depends on what you like. You know, and what I can say is that the Premier League is for entertainment value. You know, like arbitrarily, uh, arbitrary arbitrary entertainment. I'll say the Premier League is still the best league in the world for if you just if you just want to watch entertaining football. Mm. And you don't want to get too deep into it. Yeah. Alright, alright. Now I hear you. Um I just found it I, I just found it interesting. Um how like I mean I whenever I've had the debate of like what's the best league in the world, um 
I've always looked at the Premier League as being the best league in the world. Yeah. And um, the way I justified it was that I mean it's it's a very competitive league. It's got different styles of football. Um, it's got world class managers. World cl- okay, world class managers. It's got very good managers um, throughout the board. I mean, from one to from first place to twenty. Um, it's got. It's, it's it's very competitive. I mean, anyone can beat anyone. That chat, I call Nathan Stoke, blah, 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 you know, the usual, the usuals, right? And um, I've just been seeing around, I mean, or coming to a realization. I mean, I've had a chat with one guy who was telling me that, like, is the Premier League really the best league in the world? Or is it the one that we're most exposed to? And it's the one that has the most money, but it's not necessarily the best. So in it having the most money, we... Like it's it's exposed to us in terms of t- in terms of television, in terms of adverts, in terms of um, money that's just put into the league and money that just comes out of the league in terms of TV deals, all of that. Like I mean, um, you even look at the Champions League um, on Wednesday um, on the second on the match match day two, uh, Barcelona is playing Inter Milan. That's definitely a bigger game. Yeah. Than Liverpool and Salzburg, but Liverpool was paying on the prim- the the primary was a soccer channel Super Sport Three as the main event, yeah. even though they're not necessarily the bigger football. It's just that they like they're an English team, you know. Um, so is-, is that so is that like it's just questioning my I was just questioning my beliefs and thinking like just to to bounce off to bounce off you in terms of your opinion. What do you think? Is it really the best league in the world? Yeah, I mean I get that right. I do. But I think a lot of that has to do with circumstance, things that happen due to circumstance. Like, I guess there's one root cause where you can say, okay, the English are a dominant, are a more dominant commercial force, right, in general, than the Spanish. Which means, if the English start a league and the Spanish start a league, the one that's going to be marketed the most is, is, is the English league. More mm-hmm. people in the world speak English, so... If there's a league in the world that's going to be chosen to, for, for, to get watched, it's the English league because more people, a simple thing like language, okay? And then the reach, so the reach is wider due to all of these factors, right? Yeah. So subconsciously in the human mind, like you said, because we're so exposed to it, it's like, is a hit song really a hit song or do you just hear it and see it all the time? Mm. You know? So it's that type of shit. It's that, it's that question too and... Ultimately, like I've said, man, it's all subjective and it's up to you. Like, if you value these things, then yeah, sure. It's right, like, right, is Drake right. really that good? Or, like, is Drake the best rapper in the world right now? Mm. It all depends on what the metrics are. You'd say Logic is the best rapper in the world right no, now. No, I wouldn't say he's the best and rapper. And I'd say Logic is the Zimbabwean league. No, I wouldn't so, say he's the best rapper. He's just my favorite. He's just your favorite. But you get yeah. what I'm saying, though. There's some people who can't see past Logic. Like, who Favorites can't find that reason. Or can't see, yeah, can't see past that and they legitimately believe Logic is the best rapper because the things they value he accentuates the most yeah and you know some, so the people would say nah the Spanish league is the best league Come, like 9 times out of 10 those people don't value entertaining football or football that's fast paced or football that relies heavily on crosses type shit like mm. they don't value mm. English football or yeah whatever so what do you like Asking you specifically, me about, specifically, Sandy like, Lesbanyoni, or what's your opinion? So you think the Premier League is the best? Yeah, no, no problem, no problem. 
Um, I was thinking of moving on to like other issues or like other subjects within the Premier League and looking at like the problems of the teams that are within the Premier League, you know. Um, throughout the week, I've kind of been saying um, that Tottenham Hotspur has bigger problems than Manchester United, you know. Um, and my justification with that is just that was this, Tottenham's problems aren't in like the limelight because they're not as big a club as United yeah. and United will always have the headlines, the front pages and all of that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not downplaying United's problems. They are very big, you know. Um, but we're gargantuan. So. Sorry? We're, we're gargantuan. We're what? We're big. Oh, yes, that. <laughs> so yeah, man. Um, like, do you think Tottenham? Because I'm looking at okay, I'm looking at the teams that are currently going through a lot um, in in the Premier League with the top teams, for instance. Um, United's going through a lot at the moment. Um, Spurs is going through a lot at the moment. Uh, I wouldn't say Chelsea is going through a lot. I think the transfer ban was probably be the like the transfer ban and Lampard's. It, like managerial, like lack of managerial experience is probably the only problem, but they managing those, then they managing them perfectly, and the fact their system of learning our players was, I mean, they they, they played the long game. Yeah, it, it it saved them this season because I feel like personally, I feel like if Chelsea didn't have, um, I mean, their young players are are doing very well. You look at the likes of Mount, um, Tammy Abraham, um, Tamori. And stuff like that, Zuma coming back from load, all of those players, all of them are excelling at the moment. And what's this? Sorry, wait, I think I lost my chain of thought. For oh, all of them are excelling, and they're excelling because, like, pr- like past seasons, they've been going out on load on like championship size, Premier League size, and consumers, and they've got that experience to be able to to hold themselves like a court and stuff like that. Um, side well, note. Yes. Little fun, little two minute thing. Do you then think it's unfair to equate Lampard's use of youth with Oli? Because the the, la- the youth in question with regards to Lampard has come back from like two loan loan spells. I think I like, think uh, I think they're in the same boat, but I think Lampard is is at a much much better advantage to to Oli Gunnar Solskjaer because because of that experience. Because you look at look at the youth that's coming through at United. Uh, we talk about Brendan Williams, we talk about Mason Greenwood, we talk about Angel Gomez, Tahith Chong, J- Jimmy Garner. All of those guys have not gone out um, on loan. Last season, they were playing reserves, Mason Greenwood. Actually, some of them were also playing under 18s. Most, most of them were playing 18s. Under 18s and, and reserves, and you know. Yeah. Um, most of the season, like actually the entire season, even the season before. Yeah. Know? And we are supposed to have faith in these guys and trust that they will be the shining light to our our darkness. Okay, not necessarily the shining light, but like I mean, the silver lining to to do our problems. You know. Um, going back to my point, so I don't think I don't think there's much there, there are a lot of problems to talk about Chelsea at the moment. Yeah. I mean, um, they're also doing well in terms of form. So I mean, I don't think they really have deep problems at the moment. Um, Arsenal Football Club, I would say, I would say the problems they do have problems, but the problems aren't that big. 
looking them looking at them in contrast with the problems that what's this united and tottenham have i would say i mean correct me if you think i'm wrong like i mean if you want to dive into arsenal as well i'm i'm i don't mind and then manchester city is going through defensive problems i think i mean they look either going through problems as well but like their problems are just the fact that they can't keep up with Liverpool. i mean looking at people's problems tells you everything you need to know city and liverpool's problems are strictly footballing on the field final tweaks like city's problem is we don't have a surefire center back right center backs yeah yeah center backs like that shit is as easy as a transfer window literally yeah. Pip could, that's it and people are you know but Pip has come out and said that he doesn't have money to be able to to, to dip into the market and then, for that and because then now he said we, yeah. if he had if he has the money like to to buy a center back in January he would have bought one in, in, the, in, summer. in the summer in, in, in August think of how minuscule that problem is compared to us yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it's, you it's look at Liverpool's problem. problem their problem is probably like oh we it's don't not have winning the league yeah their problem is literally we don't have another two that could another two uh, world class players that could replace our world class like their problem is literally depth and not just regular depth depth of the quality of their starting 11 like when the season started we outlined Liverpool's problem as you know are they going to burn out you yeah. know um they needed another like at the start of the season people were saying you know Liverpool missed out on, on Nicolas Pepe yeah, yeah. that Arsenal got and look now niggas are getting sympathy goals dog <laughs> make a wish foundation <laughs> but like, like the, and then if you look at the people who, who are capitulating look at their problems are deep like their problems are it's it's two levels so City and Liverpool's problems are now on the field everything else structurally they fixed it but you okay, wait, to, do you, is it really fixed or is it really fixed on the face of it? They've done better. Okay. You know, they so you, like you can say it, it. Nothing ever really is fixed. Like you look at Madrid, you know, you could you could say they're structurally they're they're a well-running machine, but there's always going to be problems that arise. But you know, the yeah. the machine is working. Yeah. The machine is working, and then you come it's and just look not at working efficiently. Yeah, if you come and look at the teams that are that are fucking up, the machine. United, the machine is non-existent. <laughs> you know, like our machine is at Woodward's house, and it's like okay. And if you look at Spurs, their machine is Daniel Levy. That's also non-existent because with, with like you said, Spurs have bigger problems than us, right? And I'd say it depends on the Spurs that you want. If you want the Spurs we're used to that are just there but they're not they're not really ambitious for, for anything yeah you know they, they're okay with just being there yeah then I would say the problems are just parched because if you're looking for if you're looking for a Spurs that's that's ambitious about getting somewhere and, and creating some history and creating a legacy for themselves as a team that matters mm. then their problems are definitely bigger than us because structurally their board has shown time and time again that they will invest the least they can mm. to just keep getting money like they don't really how many how many transfer windows has it been without them signing anyone significant and then only in this transfer window they came in and they signed uh Dombele, Rosalso, who else I think um, they spent like 120 
150 or 120. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know it's true, my picture. You know? So you can see, okay, this is a squad that they've had the squad for about three, four years now. Mm. The core of the squad. And there haven't been any significant reinforcements. And and it's it's coming to a point where this season is do or die for them. And they're capitulating because there are problems inside the dressing room. I've heard. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard. I don't know how true that is, but if if that if the stories we've heard are aren't true, but there's there's something going on, you know, inside the dressing room. Yeah, yeah, it has yeah. To be. Yeah, I mean, from my side, I think like with Spurs problems, um, like you mentioned, the board isn't. Um, I don't think it's the most like positive board out there. Yeah. You know? Um, like you mentioned, I mean, they're penny pinches. Um, they they spend as least as possible to try and get the best outcome as possible. Yeah. And I mean, what Poch has built up, like so far in his in his tenure at at Spurs, is 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 highly exam is highly um, this is highly can be, it should be highly applauded because with what he's had and the resources that he's had, he hasn't had much compared to his his competitors. And he's been able to to build this team and to make it highly competitive. It's just that they don't have the quality and the quality to be able to to, to get that that one push and step over. I think their problems are coming into fruition now. And like for me, the reason why I say they have bigger problems in United at the moment is that they've been building their squad up for um, like since Poch became um, their manager, which I think was 2015. I stand to be corrected on that. But like they've been building the squad and it's been like it's 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 quality. I mean we spoke like um when you speak about Tottenham you spoke you you speak about how the got quality like um players from goalkeeper to, to, to striker from Hugo Lloris who's a World Cup winner, um Toby Alderweireld and Jan Vertongen who are arguably like who are one of the best centre backs in the league. Um Hyungman Son who's a military escaper pretty much uh, Harry Kane is probably one of the best strikers in the league so I mean they've got a good spine on them they've got good um, players they've got decent backups like Lucas Morris um, Dombele they bought Dombele the season stuff like that but they haven't been able to kick on and I think another thing that um, I don't think is really in the limelight with Spurs is the, the, the contract negotiations that, are, that they're currently um, struggling with I think there are a couple of number a couple, of, a couple of players who are on their last two years. Some of them, okay, I think most of the squad in terms of the starting lineup, the the main guys that you would expect in Spurs. I think there was a couple on their last year. On their last year, last year. If some, most of them are on their last two years. Yeah. Cap. Um, I mean, looks like the likes of Ericsson, um Who else? Toby, I think, is on his last year. Um, Jan is also his contract is also not that long. Um, when when lost the sons are in the contract, I'm not 100 sure. But he could also be one of those people who, and I mean they've got dressing room problems. Um, like apparently the dressing room at the moment is unsettled with the tactics with Poch. Niggas are busting cheeks. <laughs> get, to the, get to the shit. <laughs> yeah, and on the pitch, I mean it's showing. I mean the performances. Um, I think what something I was telling that came out from this weekend. Not only the fact that they. Do they lose this weekend? Yeah, yeah. Not only the fact that they lost to Brighton, but prior to the game, was it prior or after? 
I forgot first prior after the Musa Sissoko like in an after. interview was it after oh no I don't know about that I know about his post I don't know about Okay, let me just yeah. Musa Sissoko in his interview said, like, specific, like, explicitly said that Potter's system is making their players or the players like more tired than it should be. Like, they tire out too quickly, and that's why like they they're struggling to 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 keep up with the pace. And that show that like that showed um on on was it Wednesday or Tuesday? Champions League. Yeah, the Champions Tuesday. League game. Against Bayern Munich when when they were slapped seven seven two. I mean, being being slapped seven two at home in Champions League is collect seven, dog. It's 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 not Please pretty. seven man. like crazy eight skip, dog. Well, it's not pretty. And like I mean, as much as I mean, going back to the comparison with United, you just gave Serge Gnabry a quadruple. Is it a quadruple <laughs> trick? <laughs> quadruple trick. <laughs> I mean, it it was it was written in the stars for Serge Gnabry to, to to score those goals. Yeah. You know? um, like I Arsenal, said, like, like as much as as much as United have problems on the field and stuff like that, United aren't conceding seven goals. United true. aren't conceding three goals. True. I mean, the most we're conceding is like two, and that's um, that's on a bad bad day. That's on a bad bad day. You know, the most we our problems I'm sure are average is one. Uh, our half, average half, is half, like actually. one and a half, or so it's probably closer to one. Or okay. just above one, if we need to be honest. So, because I think we've kept two clean sheets. So our problems aren't defensively, and it's just the system going forward, you know. And their system as well going forward isn't like promising at the moment. So I think, yeah. but like I mean, as I know more about United, um, so I will definitely um, like speak more of our problems than Tottenham problems. But I think if we were to have a, a Tottenham fan actually come into come into like explain and speak about these problems i think they're probably much bigger than united's problems um so we're in the same boat at the moment they may laugh at us and say that nah you guys got bigger problems you're a big up club bloody bloody blah but they've got like huge problems at the moment dog the best thing that's happened to tottenham in recent history is kept and adele's relationship as, <laughs> as, as a season <laughs> i mean I, this is what a tottenham fan will say or a person who's an expert on tottenham I don't think it's loud enough from me. Okay, I mean, please mute that because I was speaking over it. Wow, silence. Hectic. Oh, I said move back, but it's fine. It's the history of the Tottenham. Oh, I thought you meant like <laughs> I should pause because you were speaking. <laughs> no, no, no. But like, um, yeah, man. Uh, do you want to go into the problems in your club? Yes. Where do you think we're watching what happened with Wenger? Like this guy was overachieving with with minimum resources, and then ultimately the dressing room just didn't want to play for him, and it capitulated. I don't but think club, I don't think I don't so, okay well, let me just pull the book but he's done so much for the club that they can't just let, let him go like yeah. that and you know he's, he's, he's the art and a lot of the identity is is, is linked to his identity mm. to his being I think I think of course firstly like Oli Out is going to be changing oh no no actually I'm talking about Podge I was still on oh, Podge oh shit you're still on Podge on Podge yeah um, oh fuck okay I think like the the parallels between what Wenger, what 
Wenger did for the for Arsenal as a club uh, with how much they gave him. Uh, and no, but I, if you, if you look at it properly downfall. though, if you look at it properly though, um, Arsene Wenger was given the resources to be able to compete. It's just yeah, that yeah, whenever, okay, like yeah. when they when they um, moved into Emirates, that's when they probably started financially because they had to pay off um, the, the Emirates Stadium money. So he had to have limited resources. But I don't think even before that, I don't think Arsenal but was, that, a, was I think, a club that signed the best talent. Like, I think no, but Arsenal, I mean they did though. I mean the likes of the likes of um, who, who did they Burkamp, sign as a, as a, as a Camp, Vieira, um, Henri. No, those Wright. Were, those people were coached into. No, like, they weren't like coached. Thierry Henry was coached into becoming the player he was. No, but he was, but like I mean, he was bought as a young prospect, though. So does that mean the board supports? Like you see where uh, Wenger brought in Henry, yes, and he coached him and turned him into a, you know, into. I wouldn't into a say he rock. turned him into a shining rock because I think he, did. he I literally think, switched I think, him from I think a winger when, into, I think into when, a striker. When when Henry was still a monocle, he was he promising. Was, I'm he, not was, saying he was, was highly promising. I'm not saying he was a dud, but I'm saying. He he did you know he would have t- like he wanted Ronaldo he could they could Arsenal could afford Ronaldo probably and you know he would have did what he wanted I don't know if it would have worked out Van Persie was probably also a, a, a good youth prospect you know if you look at it now Nicolas Pepe even though he's 24 years old you know he's I guess he's he, last season he was one of the best prospects mm. so you could say mm. and you know that's that's the track and that's backing but that is backing the manager because you're backing the manager like with the players that but he are you wants backing to get him? I don't think I don't think Wenger went into his office you know let's say before he knew what the situation was at the club I don't think he went into his office and he was like yeah my shopping list is the gems that I have to grow myself I think every manager who has ambitions of, of, of winning titles goes in and hopes that the board can actually bring him the best talent true, true. like a but Ferguson like, I mean, went and got a Cantona true who was, who was you know proven at Leeds he just needed the final touches you know he went yeah. and he went and got a Rooney very expensive you know even though he was a youth prospect but this is a youth but isn't that like isn't, but, getting wait, but wait isn't that isn't that the board then backing the manager by getting that youthful prospect that do you think Arsenal could have gotten Rooney let's say if Rooney wanted to go to Arsenal I don't do you think Arsenal no, had but the I, money to go get a Rooney but look at the time when was this Rooney went to Manchester United that was right about the time when um, what's this when Arsenal was starting with the with building the stadium so the manual generally wasn't there okay no okay let's let's use another an, another example but ultimately what okay even if you don't find another example but what i'm saying is arsenal has never been the club that i think they i think they have too i think they always created superstars i think they have created superstars and that's 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 give me that's, five superstars that's, that's, that arsenal has bought ozo straight to sanchez no, but nah, I, I don't. I'll, I'll nah, text, I don't. I, I, the thing is, the argue, really, okay, wait, 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 wait. The thing is, the reason even I the pop, track, even those okay, people wait, that you mentioned. Let me chat. Let me chat. Let me chat. Let me All chat. Right, cool. The reason I have a problem with your argument is that you're saying that the board didn't back Arsenal, which um, which is what I'm disagreeing with you, because the board backing your was the board backing the manager and, and putting in the funds doesn't necessarily mean that you have to buy the best, the best, like the best that is out there. You have to buy the best that you're capable of. What do you mean by capable of? Like, uh, no, the thing is, like, okay, wait, wait. The, okay, can yeah. I ask? Okay, wait. Was was Emery backed in the in in, in this in the past transfer window? 
Guirati was backed. The signings that he made, Kieran, Kieran Turney, Gabriel Martinelli, Nicola Pepe, David Luiz, Danny Sabarez on loan. I'd say he was relatively backed. So, and how many of those players are like superstars? No, but then that's not... Because that's what you're saying. You're no, saying that Venga... No, no. Say, no, no, wait, see, wait, wait. I, yeah, wait, see, wait, I was, was going to explain saying, that saying, shit. Yeah, yeah. You're saying that you, Venga... Like they didn't like never bought like superstars, but he created those superstars by yeah. like, by buying like prospects, like the, the highly like like high prospects and stuff like that, yeah. and he made them like world class superstars. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah, but I'm saying that in him buying those prospects, he was backed in the market because the players that he wanted to get into the club, he got. I mean, you're not gonna get every player. See, that's not no, that's what wait, I'm saying. No, let me I don't think those point. are the let players he wants. Let me finish my point. But thing is, you're not gonna get every player that you want. Sure. That's the thing. If I mean, Wenger has spoken about like the likes of um, wanting, sorry, wanting Ronaldo and and not getting him, wanting Suarez and not getting him and stuff like that. You know, I mean, there are players that you aren't gonna get. But I think he was back in the market. If you look at his at his prior in his history prior to, uh, I would say like a two or four. He got the players that he wanted. He got the re- the, the Riazes. He got he got um, the Henrys. He got the Burkamps. He got the, he got he got Tony Adams. Okay, not Tony Adams. He was already there. He got the Patrick Vieiras. He got um, who else? All those people were made there. But what, didn't did he not want them? No, no. You was can you give, can want was someone. He give, was he given those 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 people? Just be like the board was like, no, take these people and then make them superstars. Would you count Daniel James as Oli being back? He wanted him. I'm sure he did. Yes, that, that, that is him. Being, yes, yes, that is him. But being it's not Oli being back because why is it not him being back? So my argument is, if you look at the financial capability of the club, you have to relate that to how much backing you get. So I can't say because. Um, the nigga at Watford didn't get uh, fucking messy. He wasn't backed. I'm sure, like, you have to look at the fin- the capabilities financially. So, if you look at the, cap- the financial capabilities of Arsenal in this past window, I can say that Emery was backed because Arsenal didn't come in as a financial powerhouse in this window, but they did what they could. Niggas went on lay-by, you know, they're paying for the pep in installments. So they did what they could. I'm not going to go out and say, like Arsenal in the 90s, I think, who had the financial capability to sign certain players. It's just that... And they, they did. Certain, okay, no, which, not, which, not okay, of the which, which players, which players then, which players were you talking about that Wenger wanted? Arsenal was able to like get maybe, them, but the thing is, didn't not get, well versed in the 90s, but like, let's, let's look at high-profile people that signed for other clubs in the 90s that Wenger would have wanted and I think if Arsenal wanted... No, but that's the thing, we don't know if he would have wanted, we can speculate that he probably would have wanted a, he probably would have wanted a, 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 a so you're Ronaldo saying it was Knight. Arsenal's design Ronaldo you say, yeah, Ronaldo Knight, you're saying if Ronaldo Knight was available... Or he wanted, he wanted okay. Zidane because he's French. Okay, let's say this, uh, Zidane or Ronaldo Knight become available in the 90s Arsenal have the money to sign him do you think Arsenal is executing that transaction? Yes. I don't think so. Why not? Because the pattern has shown that it's not happening. It's what one pattern? Thing, like it's what one thing for you to lose out. Like the pattern of them not signing proven superstars, but rather signing people. But with is potential. your pattern is your like pattern not biased because it's based on Arsenal post when whenever they've moved into yeah that into, bias exists. That, that's a thing. That take bias take exists, that bias that, out though. I'm t- okay if you take the bias because out, you're biased because that's a thing. Arsenal didn't have the money post post post. Let's yeah, go three or four. Three or four. Sure, sure. Like if there's 
there's a proof you can't it's one thing to say okay in this window we lost out because of other factors you know and then we had to go and sign a, 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 an alternative player but if the pattern of your transfer markets is people that are either alternative players or players that you go and and look at because you know the price is cheap and you can get so you saying the likes so you're saying the likes of Burkham Vieira um, the likes of Henry, the likes of Nicola Anelka, were they, were the likes of Ian Wright, the likes, the likes of the Perez's, yeah, and like Bloomberg's, the people, are, like are all, those of people the, all, class all of the, all, all of the players that Arsenal signed. Are you saying that Wenger didn't want them, but he had to settle with them, and in him sitting with them, he turned them into world class? Because that's to me, that's what that's exactly what you're saying. Because Arsenal doesn't, you, you're saying the Arsenal the board, because yeah, you're saying Arsenal, the the Arsenal board doesn't have the capability to be able to be able to be like, nah, we're not gonna go for an, uh, we're not gonna go for a Ronaldo nine, we're gonna go for Thierry Henry because Thierry Henry is within our budget because Thierry yeah. Henry is, is 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 not gonna have made like high wages and shit like that. That's what you're saying. I'm saying that you are Wenger. You get there, you say, okay, these are my ambitions for this club. These are the players I want. Go in for your first couple of meetings and they're like, dog. This is what we can do for you. Cool. A couple of years of that happening changes your mindset. Now you are a Wenger that goes into market solely with the, with the bias of my club isn't really a high spender. Even if you do it subconsciously. No, it isn't though. So even if you do it subconsciously, right? And then you go into the market and you look for Henri's and you look for Burkham's and you look for Vieira's. People that are cheap, people that you can afford, but people that you've noticed and you've scouted and you say, you know what? I trust and I believe in this guy's potential to become world-class. So it's it'll be it, it would be wrong for me to say that Nigga signed Henry because they couldn't afford whoever was whoever was the expensive youth prospect at like Michael Owen or whoever the fuck. Like, no, obviously they went and looked for Henry and they got him. But what informs them going in and looking for that specific target? And that's where the budget comes in and the board support comes in. You feel me? So I'm not gonna say Venga went and signed Vieira because he had to settle. He probably wanted and looked for Vieira, but what informs him looking for a player like Vieira? Okay, wait. It's um, those factors. Okay, wait. Let's. Let, um, I've got. I've got Arsenal's um, buses. The 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 transfers in front of me right now. Um, so Wenger came in what year? 1996. 95, 96 season. Right. So Dennis camped 11.25 million. That in in those days that is what a lot season? of money. Huh? What season? In his first season. No, oh, in the 96 season. Yeah, 96 season. 96 yeah. season. He bought 11, it was 11.25 billion, which is a lot of money in that time. I mean, it's not wrecking, it's not wrecking money, but it's a lot of money. Um, next season, buys, buys, what's this? Paul Morrison for 6.6, buys John Hudson for 5.5 million, which is relatively a lot. Next season, Patrick really, Fierre. It's, it's literally half of. I mean, it's half, but like, I mean, it's still, it's, still a, it's still a lot of money at the time. That's what I'm trying to say. Do you think Fred was the board supporting supporting Mourinho? What do you mean? Was it not like 40 mil? It was 50. And that's relatively half of Pogba. It is a lot of money. Relative, 50 million is a lot of money. It is like a lot last, of money, but like... To, last season, 50 million was a lot of I'm money. Do you get the point I'm getting at? It's just, yeah. a, it's an okay... Okay, all right, cool. You got a, you got a good player. But yeah, I get yeah, I get it's what a lot of saying. money. Patrick saying. Vieira next season five point three five million. Um, okay, that's that's the ninety six ninety seven season. Uh, oh shit, wait. Okay, I think I made a mistake there. 
Um, next season, Emmanuel Petit, uh, Mark Overmans, all big signings. Um, next season, Canu, 6.25 million, big signing. Freddie Lombard, 4.5 million, big signing. This is in 98 season. Um, that's when Anelka left, other players left as well. Terry Andre, 16.1 million, big signing, I feel. It's being backed. Um, the man right. was being backed you're in right. the market. Now the facts are like, uh, you're right. The man was being back he in the market. He was being prior, prior to the stadium shit. Yeah. It's just that, like, the stadium shit made him more conservative and he did the job. So that's one little inaccuracy. Yeah. yeah. So. Took long enough. Like, I mean, sure, the backing wasn't the same backing that you would get from a Manchester United or what do you see from a city nowadays because there's so much money or Chelsea when um, Ibrahimovic was pumping in a lot of money. But it was still backing. And that's what that's the point that I was trying to make. So it wasn't backing to the highest caliber of you sign the best of the best in the world. Like you want a, a, a Zidane, you sign him. You want a Ronaldo Nine, you sign him. You want a um, whoever's the best at that time. You know, you're Ronaldinho, you sign him. Stuff like that. Sure, it's, it wasn't that, but it was still big names, and it was still for a relatively high fee. So then, what do you? What's your cap on on, on the parallel? Because you 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 just finished the point of I guess Poch didn't get back to Wenger did at the beginning. Yeah. Um, Poch didn't get financially back. But but but, but Poch was was, was Poch really not backed? I guess. I mean, what you can Lu- say. Lucas. For, okay. As Lucas. A justification Lu- is that, Lucas Mora. Yeah. Um, Son was his signing. Um, See, that brings us back to kind of brings us back to like making signings that are smart and reveal high potential later on versus making surefire players that we know are proven. Like signing a son from was it Leverkusen? Yeah, it was signed from Leverkusen. Leverkusen. Okay. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna sit here and son was a was a proven surefire talent that, that he is now. That he is now. You know, Lucas Mora as well came from PSG. Didn't really like set up. Didn't really light But up. he was, but he was a high, like he was a high prospect before he went to PSG because he was also touted by Manchester United. Ferguson yeah. wanted him. He wants so no, but that, that all of that is still potential. Okay. Like Rashford could do three moves and then work out at his third move, but then okay, Rashford is maybe wrong because he's done he's done enough to for people to be like okay, he is there's a player there there is a player there like. Example Greenwood. If he moves to PSG, mm. doesn't really work out. He moves somewhere else and he works out. He wasn't like he didn't go. He didn't get to his third place as a, as a proven talent. You know, he came, got to his third place as a talent with potential issue. But yeah, like so yeah, I man. I, I guess, think yeah, 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 yeah. Like Ndombele is is is, is backing because that's a proven talent. You know, that's a proven player, and you go out and you get him. Because he's he's a guy that's gonna get you things, you know. And Lachosa? It's also not so much, I guess. I think he, I think Lachosa is. Because he said he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't um, as high profile as people. It's Madrid, like, right? Nah, he came from he came from Real Betis. Okay. So he had a really, he had a very good season in Betis. Okay. So he was. I think he was. Okay, so maybe he was. But yeah, um. I think this was oh yeah. Like had they gotten to Bala, that's that would have been backing backing. 
was getting Dele Ali, who was a prospect who took his opportunity and Sean. You know, that's just a very good play. It's not really, oh yeah, the board is, is going out of the way to sign this nigga from MK Dogs. <laughs> you know, okay. Shout out to MK Dogs. Still beat us for now. Um, so what about so what about the, your club then? And oh, the geez. problems that top of the league. No, 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 the other one. <laughs> your, your your proper club, the one that's in England, in in the region of Greater Manchester. Southwick. Bro. <laughs> Those are my niggas, dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, like, yeah, uh, what about Southwick? Uh, Newton Heath, dog. Fuck me. Yeah, Newton Heath. Newton Heath. See, at this point, you know what? Like, actually, I said after the podcast, this is in my head. What I'm gonna do is, I'm gonna absorb all United fan content. I'm gonna watch, you know, the, I guess the match highlights and stuff. That's really, there's really nothing much. To, like, saying Man United match highlights is, is an oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, it really is, eh? I'm gonna absorb the information I can, and I'm gonna conclude it from Oli out Okay, so I think. Okay, so only out I think is training at the moment. So that's the discussion that. we can have. About that. Um, do you think it's justified? Because personally, I mean, let me let me put my opinion out there at the moment. I think, I think I'm slowly coming into the realization of only out. Yeah. Um, first, okay, I don't think the board's gonna do it, but something has to happen i don't know what's happening like like something's got to give something something has to give but i don't know what what is going to give and i don't even know like if ollie ox is is really justifiable you know actually you know i'm retracting on it i'm i'm not an ollie out but i understand people who <laughs> you are you can understand people who i understand are. people who are because i think i still do think he, he needs to be given time he needs to be given resources but what we're seeing at the moment is more promising at the moment um, I mean, in the past 30, is it his record um, before, I think it was before the new, was it before Arsenal, after Arsenal, I forgot, his record, his, his, his last 19 games, his record was similar to, was it similar to, 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 to Jose's last 19, I think somewhere yeah, around that. just under actually. Yeah. Um, and since then, he drew of Arsenal, drew away at at Azad Akmar, and we lost today at the time of recording um, to Newcastle United. Um, like our problems, though, I don't know. Like they're on the field at the moment. I don't think. I don't think um, off the field is, is is a big like. I mean, it's a it's big not issue. Big it's it's not. I don't think it's the main factor. Yeah, yeah recently recently it's not the main factor because as much as Ollie wasn't backed the way that he should have um or the way that we thought he should have he may felt that he was backed in the market he may felt that this, the signings and the departures that he wanted the squad that he wants he's happy with and he said that he's happy with, with uh, which i'm fine with it so it's on the field at the moment so now if you're talking about on the field now then you you talk about how he prepares the team, how he prepares tactics, how he prepares our attack, because that's our problem. Defensively, I think we, I mean, we still we still have um, the the weakness of being able to concede that one goal here and there, and you've seen it in the past. We conceded against we conceded against um, Newcastle today on the break. We conceded against Arsenal 
um, an area, an individual area, which is not, which I mean, I don't think was really a systematic area. Um, against MK, against um, not MK Dons, but we play in the D Cup, Rochdale. Against Rochdale, I think that was was it? In, was it? I think it was more of individual, not abiding by the system type of vibe because. Um, that 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 16 year old right back was left on his own at the back post. Um, West Ham we just played poorly through and through. I was like oh, the way we set up, the way we played, the way we attacked, the way we defended, all of it was was wrong. So I think our biggest problems at the moment are on the field, and it's it's a matter of it's a matter of I think. At the moment, we are. I think we are more unlucky than, um, than just unfortunate. You know, I mean, I'll use a rugby term. Like, I mean, the ball is just bouncing. Like, like a rugby muscle, um, rugby uh, idiom. The ball is just bouncing against us. Like, it's we expect it to bounce and like um, come towards us, and it's just going against us. And I think that's that's our biggest issue at the moment. Because, like, I mean, all the chances we've created. Um, which aren't really many. You look at them like on a different day. If we aren't form, you're putting those chances away. I think, and it's just that. And I think once we get that turnover and we actually get uh, um, a decent win, a, a a grinding win, a stuff like that, you know, I think our our, our luck is going to change as well. I mean, but the way we're setting up, I don't think I, I can't like. Our attack is just our attack is just poor. Like there's no plans to break a team down. The way we move the ball, the ball forward is too slow. Um, there's no there's hardly any movement up front from our front three, um, specifically and a lot from Rashford. Um, and it's it's he's 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 all form. Like players are all form, and that's that, that's our biggest problem. Is that it's not only one person is all form. It's just a lot of people are all form at the moment, and I think that's that's the biggest problem at the moment. United is that we're not setting up properly. Ali's instructions are off. Um, the way we're attacking, the way we're breaking teams down, the way we're creating chances, we hardly are creating. We hardly aren't creating chances. We're just moving the ball from one side to the other, either through what's this, like the midfield to fullbacks. Fullbacks to center backs to midfield to fullbacks to center same thing. There's no penetration whatsoever. So yeah, I can understand people who are only out. Um, it's not looking good at the moment. I would say. Yeah, I think that's my that's my rant. Even though it wasn't really a rant, it was just like a sad realization and sad. Yeah. Dire like monologue of what's going on and what I think is going on in Manchester United yeah I, mean, I think like when you said the goals we concede are either individual brilliance or errors on our part I think that also that is the system working for the lack thereof you know it's not indicative of their of those not being system errors those are system errors because we don't have a system that works I would make you disagree with that because I think let me expound on the that. thing is okay, okay. thing so, is I, I, can I just say this before I forget I think the more individual errors and more individuals not abiding by the system because if the system was defensively was entirely broken we concede more than we actually conceded 
is that down to a new defensive system or better players in the uh, system we have? I think it's new defensive system. I think it's it's it's. it's What's the change? Like, so you're saying if you slot Smalling into Maguire's position, he doesn't do as good, but he does better than he did last season. Yes. I think Smalling will look and would look, young, would look, so would look better the new back because that's the thing. Young is looking like as Young is looking much better as a player this Isn't season. Isn't that because he's he's where's he playing? He's playing. He's not playing left back. He's playing no, he right is playing left back. back. He's playing right back recently. Oh, he did. He's, he no, he's playing left back. He he's playing left back. But then, yeah, that's maybe down to the fact that he's a left winger naturally, and that side is a side that works for him. You know. You've seen Marcos Rojo come on and, and impress, and maybe that's down to the fact that Luke Shaw is that mundane that Marcos Rojo and Ashley Young coming in and doing some attacking work is making us think, okay, these people are coming in and, and impressing at left back, even like, and that's exemplary of the right back position. You know, AWB mm. coming in and doing bare minimum defensive work. You know, and we're saying, damn, he's impressing at right back, which he is. But it's just exemplary of we've had shit for so long that when decent players come in, we're that impressed. But I don't think there's a cohesive system still. Because if Oli, if you have a cohesive system, then you would know how to coach someone into playing left back. You know, I don't think Axel has played left back enough times in his career to know the movement of Axel isn't playing left back though. But the game where he did, he did the mistake was, it was he was playing left back. And I don't think if he was either comfortable oh, yeah, playing was, left back, was, was. like if he was either comfortable playing left back, or had he been adequately coached by Oli into what his role as a left back is, he doesn't play that pass because he either has better no. movement or better positioning in order to open up options for himself. Because that pass was a, like I don't think he had a he was either panicking or he didn't have real options, you know, because it wasn't like. It was intended intended for someone, and then it got intercepted. It was literally a bad pass. So even when you look at like a lot of this shit is just you, like there's no real system for defending. And if you look at the chance that Madison had at Leicester, you know, he, I think he beat who did he beat uh, Lindelof up top. Uh, Vardy beat Lindelof um, Vardy beat Lindelof up top and then, and then go, like James ran in behind he ran in behind and no he beat Maguire and then James ran in behind Lindelof ultimately I don't think there's a system and that goes into my point about how good of a coach Oli is really how good is, is, is Oli as a coach really because as much as the board you know is, is fucking up on their part you know like we said the ball can bounce badly for you but if you're a bad player even when the ball bounces good better for you you aren't gonna do much you're not gonna do much better the reason i don't think um he's really a bad bad coach is because maybe not seen, bad coach or or but, yeah but because we've seen um we've seen the tactical brilliance that he's he has done so far it's not like he hasn't done anything i mean we look at how um united performed when he got early on in his on early on in his caretaker role, um, when he was slapping teams for no, um, like the way that we played, the way that we moved the ball, the way that we we attacked, the way that we penetrated, um, individual players and stuff like that, they improved. Like Rashford's game is Rashford's game, 
um, improved Martial's game, like gained back confidence. Pogba was looking like the world class midfielder that we bought. Um, and like, I mean, yeah, it's, you look at the games like Tottenham, you look at the uh, Tottenham, um, what's this? Tottenham, was it away or home? Yeah, it was away. Tottenham away last year, winning 1 0. That was a brilliant yeah. tactical performance. Um, Arsenal, Arsenal, day, Arsenal, mm, Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal away in the league, in the league cup, no, in the FA Cup, sorry, Chelsea away in the FA Cup, Paris, of course, um, even Liverpool at home last season when we were able to to shut them out, you know, that was a that was brilliant tact, like um tactics from Oli. So, I think I wouldn't really, see, I would, I think the system isn't working at the moment, but I don't, I don't think that there isn't a system. Um, or he's he's bad at um, creating that system or coaching people into getting to that system. I think it's just like this. I think confidence is also a big thing, as well as inexperience. Um, like I mean, we spoke earlier about earlier on about how um, the youngsters that are coming into the fold and the people and, and our first teamers that are coming into the fold, like coming into the fold, um, are like okay, not necessarily first teamers, but our youngsters are highly exper- inexperienced. Last year they were playing under 23s, and they were playing youth football. Let me just put it like that, you know. Um, so yeah, I think it's just it's so not pretty at the moment. Do you really think? Do you think Oli really thinks that he was he was backed? Do you think he's really happy with the squad he has? You know, like is it like? Do you think? Do you believe everything he tells us as far as his satisfaction with the board and his satisfaction with what he's been given to, to, to work with? I don't I don't necessarily think that he's probably happy with everything. I think on a defensive front he's happy with what he got. I think he's he's happy with um, the, the, the the Maguire signing and the, the Wambasaka signing. Um, on a, I think he is also happy with the DJ signing as well, but I think he probably would have wanted another signing, you know, um, either midfield or attacker, and he wasn't necessarily perhaps on that. But I also I also believe that Oli's not the type of person to um, slag off his his slag off his employees. So I don't think he would ever like come out and say that he's unhappy with his squad. So even though he may not necessarily be happy, I think he is happy with his squad. Because he will never, like, he's not the type, or he will never come out and say that he isn't necessarily happy, and that we sh- we um, we are short of this, we are short of that, we are short of that. Because of like he's, I think he's the type to give him whatever he has, and he tries to do his best with what he has. Um, I think that's enough football. Yeah, we've been, we've been chatting about football. Um, let's move on to rugby. Um. And you wanted to talk about the the Mapipi incident. No, really. I think I think you'd have more info on Mapipi saga. More context on it. Um. Yeah. Now I can explain it. So what happened? Um. For those who don't know, <laughs> surprised if you don't really know. But like, yeah, what happened was that um, post the Italy Springboks game on Friday, Friday morning, um. There was a video that went trending on Twitter and probably all social medias of a group of white white rugby players who um, who huddled up and closed off Magazulema Pimpi, who is um, who is black, and 
like said something and then they opened up the circle proceeding by laughing at him and Francois Dane actually shooing him off you know by that time Magazole had his 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 back turned on them so um with the incident um my PMP was I think it was Saturday morning um came out and explained the incident or explained the situation saying that what was happening there is that the bench or within the spring box setup there is a there is a culture within the bench players uh, no matter who's on the bench there's a culture within the bench players and they are called the bomb squad so i mean the players that finish off the game they come on distract them. I mean I will not explain why they call the bomb squad or anything like that. But they're the finishers of the game and they have their own culture type of vibe. They have their own um their own mantra and their own like um yeah culture basically. So within that so they've got their own cores, they've got like um their own like songs and stuff like that. not necessarily songs but like they've got their calls they've got a, a young they've got a vibe that goes on with them like as as that bench or as that those players on the bench as that bomb squad you know and he was explaining that basically like the video is it it was a time like it, it so happened that the bomb squad was getting together and making their calls so he turned around seeing that it was the bomb squad and he's not a part of the bomb squad because he's a starting player and he left they made their call by proceeding by laughing and and and, and that's showing him off so what is like i didn't I saw, I saw the video but i didn't see them showing him off yeah no no i mean if you watch the video carefully towards the towards the end one of the players is like like that's showing off basically I mean, optics. It's on an optics point of view, it doesn't look good. Um, yeah, because I was battling with this. I was like, okay. I mean, it kind of it makes sense, kind of. Mm. You know, like yeah, if, if there's if there's a group of players within the squad who have their own, you know, like I'm not gonna go and force myself into their huddle. You know, they could yeah. be discussing bomb squad stuff, and probably his body. I think maybe people will take it. Maybe take his body language too maybe seriously maybe he could have been like oh okay mm. like I'm getting that was it yeah like that type of shit you know and like you said optics it looks it looks fucked up yeah but the question I think now the is, thing is the big the, like the reason why it looks so so bad is the fact that my pimpy is black and everyone who was on the bench on, on the, the day yeah. and was on the bench like who was in that huddle at the at that time was white so i mean with with the racial history within our country it it, it doesn't look good at all you know so the question now the questions we have now are one do you believe him do you believe like do you think do you think he was coerced or manipulated into releasing that statement or do you believe his version of events? I don't think he was coerced. And I do I do believe his his version of the events because I feel like it's 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 not far fetched for um a team to have something like a bomb squad. Yeah. You know? Something to have culture because um he, as 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 a coach and as like as a coach and as team management you do your best to create the best environment yeah. for, for for the team 
and you do the best to create culture amongst the players to create vibes and all of that amongst the players and whatever way that you can see doing that you do i mean you you allow let me put it like that not necessarily you do because we don't know if this um this this group called the bomb squad was was sanctioned by us either you allow so i mean i don't think it's really far-fetched for a bomb squad culture to happen a bomb squad to have their own cause to have their own culture to have their own vibe um i think it's actually a very good i think it's a very good idea because like i mean most of those guys like or that squad sits on the bench for at least 60 minutes of the game yeah mm-hmm. and they need and something to together motivate. and they need to be like i mean they chill together they chat i mean 60 minutes is a long time it's, it's an entire hour is a long time and i mean you can't just be watching the game and nothing's happening around you or anything like that so i mean it's i don't think it's really far-fetched for for the people on the bench to have their own culture and stuff like that so Anyone who's on the bench at any given game is part of the bomb squad. I would assume, yeah. I think, that, I think that's the culture. It? I think so, that's the okay, culture. Okay, so that's the culture. Yeah, like when it, if you're on the bench, you're part of the bomb squad. I mean, I would ass- like I would assume that everyone in the team knows the cause and knows yeah. the culture of the bomb squad it, oh, because okay. you don't know oh, when you're going to be on the bench and know and when you're not. Yeah, when you're not going to be on the bomb squad and stuff like that. So that when you are on the bomb squad, you're part of that culture and you're part of that 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 those vibes See, and yeah. that circle, that smaller circle within the team. Because initially, I thought a select group of players had formed, uh, and because they are usually always subs, you know, all this in this tournament they going to be designated as subs a pop squad and it was specific to certain players mm. who always happen to be on the bench but now that you you know now that you say it that way okay, that also makes sense so I think even you know having squads within squads it, like you said it makes sense if these niggas are going to be on the bench all game you have to fi- you have to find a motivator specifically for them because the use you need for them you need them for is coming in late and, and embarrassing people and bombing people you know, pretty so much just yeah. So yeah you gotta motivate them that way then I guess it also becomes like the question the other question we then have is we don't have th- this problem if I, th- I don't think we don't have this problem if my pimpy was white first of all yeah or had there been another black, black player, player in, the bomb in, squad. in that circle at that time? Yeah. You know? Because Herschel Yankees was, is, is of color as well, who was, was also on the bench. And I think he was he was the only other player on the bench who was, so was a player of the color. No, he wasn't on, in that huddle at that time. But like, I mean, you have five five out of seven players. Because the players that I recognized there who were in that huddle were Stephen Kitsov. Vincent Koch, Achis Neyman, Francois Lowe, and Francis Dane, I think. So that's five out of the eight substitutions. Eight subs, you know, or eight people in the bomb squad. You have five of those people around you already. I mean, it's it's not it's not really it's far-fetched. not really a stretch or far fetched for them to huddle up and actually have one of those calls because you don't know where everyone else is, you know. Um, so yeah, I don't think. Thing is, I feel like it's it's the fact that it was white people coming together, a black person who was casted out, it just hit a nerve yeah, with people. Yeah. And what's most like, kind of, I don't, I want to say annoying, but like, it's not really annoying, but something that is kind of ticking me off is that 
we saw the incident initially or people saw the incident initially and the outcry for it was i think justified because we didn't know the context and stuff like that and it didn't look good you know in terms of optics but i also felt like because it's a racial it's a racial um it's a racial incident and it's within rugby um people have already concluded like have already concluded that it's a racial incident and that the Springboks players are ra- those players are racist and that the culture within the Springboks is racist no matter what happens thereafter no matter who explains the situation um i mentioned that to, i mentioned this to to a friend when he, he asked me how i felt about it and i said that whoever came out and explained the whole situation there was going to be backlash to them so at the moment my pimp is the person who came out and explained the situation and people are saying or oh, people are uh, there's an outcry that it's coerced that he's forced to come up with that statement yeah. so that not to um not to shine light to a racist uh, a racist regime or racist um culture within the springboks right um so like i mean he's come out himself as as the victim and people are, are smacking him down that no it's not true it's not necessarily true if the coach had come out right for instance i'm making i'm making an example now if the coach had come out people would actually come up and say no why isn't my pimpy speaking why yeah. aren't the players speaking the coach is covering it up you know um if the players had come out that were involved in that incident and they explained they're gonna they're gonna be like no they're the ones who are actually racist why are we hearing from them why aren't we hearing from the person who's the victim so at the end of the day there isn't there isn't a a win at the moment like with with this whole situation it is a a lose-lose situation and i think it's a lose-lose situation because of the optics and it hit a nerve because like i mean i mean i was also explaining this um to the friend that i mentioned um i don't necessarily personally i don't necessarily think people like they uh, okay i'm not going to speak personally about the characters that are within the springbok setup and say that they're not racist i don't know them personally or anything like that but i don't think they necessarily are or the incidents that have come out aren't necessarily racist i mean there's another incident last year in a test um against wales where chessy creel um like before lining up in the world cup chessy yeah, creel left one. left left Wait, left that was last year. yeah that was last year um and left a gap between him and Mapimpi and called over under Estehes to stand between him and Mapimpi. I mean optics that doesn't look good. But so there's probably the real, something about jersey numbers. What is the real I don't think it was I don't no it, I don't, it wasn't with jersey numbers. I think it's just um <clears throat> being next to someone that you relate to the most obviously. Yeah. Or like people that you like I don't know man it's just <laughs> I think that's bullshit though. If you get to the level where you've played in teams with niggas that you've never played with before. Yes. You've, have you ever moved the one nigga? Like if you guys are lining up, have you ever moved? Or if you guys are in a huddle? No, but okay, okay. If we get into a huddle, like okay, can I explain? Okay, if if, if we get into a huddle, yeah. I, if, if I'm with like in the team, I try and make sure sometimes, like most of the times, not, I'm not going to be successful all the time, but I try and make sure that I'm next to someone that who I consider more than like who I consider a better friend than the ordinary team sure. type of vibe. Yeah. And I think that's just what it was with with Jesse with think, the Jesse Like thing. but you don't do it that at, at you don't do it where at, during the national when was it during it the picture during the, the during the national anthem singing dog. I think, like if you want to do it do. you can maybe even it's I a stretch. I think I don't you do think because so, it doesn't I mean, even like it's if, a team if if you guys are a team 
you should be able to do anything with any teammate of yours. Yes, right? you should. But sometimes, you know, in, in things that don't really matter, you go, like, let's say we're going in to go watch a presentation on the game that we play. Yeah. And we analyze that. You are going to sit next come, to the person. I'm going to sit next to my boy, right? Yeah. Like, if I but can. If you even, can. Like, but, but I'm not going to stretch it to be like, no, 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 no. No, no, but, like, trust me, I've been in, like, I'm in, in an instance where you actually do try and get next to the people that you are. I mean, do you go to the I've lengths of... I've been in I've been in a, a, um, a moment of silence. Um, what's this in, in, prior to a game in respects to someone who had passed away so with that I mean you, as as the teams you face each other like as an arm 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 and arm the same way that like you see how you line up during a national anthem the same I, I like you do that face to face um for that moment of silence we actually you've seen it at football and stuff like that you know yeah so I've had incident like in in, in that moment of silence that I've been in I found I wanted to to I maneuvered myself even though I was like next to someone who's not really I mean I consider a good teammate and a friend but I maneuvered myself to be next to someone who's more who's a greater friend than I am someone I'm more comfortable with and stuff like that it's natural I don't think it's really personally I don't think I don't it's really know, I think man. it's I think it's, it's I think it's it's far fetched we are, I think we're generally making a more lot of um, I a hill a hill out of um, a molehill a mountain out of molehills. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just getting my my, my my words twisted, you know. I think that's I, I generally think that's the case because, like you said, it's not really far fetched in a team like to have like certain like certain pockets of groups like people who relate to the most. Like I'm, I mean, I'll ask you this now. Like I mean, those guys they they have they go to they go to dinner for instance, and um, within dining like you've got the round dining tables with limited number of seats. And you see one group of black people, one group of Afrikaans people. No, 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 no. Yeah. Let me let me finish my example. One group of Afrikaans people, one group of Englishmen, and one group of, of of colored people, right? And let's say there is a spot next to the black people, and then um, there's no spots in the Afrikaans table, and there's an extra Afrikaans guy who walks in and he grabs the chair and goes sits with the Afrikaans guys. Is he necessarily racist? It's not the same thing. No, but I'm also it's the same concept. That you're generally gonna move my and migrate is, to the people thing. that you yeah. cl- that you cool. more that you more that you relate that you with. And it's, yeah. it's really not it's really not far fetched to be. No, that's this, not far fetched. Like there are re- racial racial dynamics and racial um, segregations within teams and stuff like that, especially in rugby, uh, when you have different races, especially. But I don't think they are caused by um, by someone being necessarily racist or like racially. Um, attacking another race or anything like that. I think it's just naturally just migrating to the people that you, um, what's this, that you are more comfortable with, that you are more, that you associate with, and that you are more um, familiar with. But like when you sing the anthem, that's not the cafeteria. That's not the dining hall. It isn't. But I mean, so in, the, in the national in the national anthem, at, 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 um, with the with, with the Springboks, I don't think there is a. You, I don't nowadays. Like I mean, back in the day, you had to line up one, two, fifteen, bench sixteen to twenty-three or twenty-two. But nowadays, you line up whatever way you want, as long as you are one team. So I sure. mean, to move to why? move to, to to migrate and move to a person that you want to sing the national anthem with, being your mate next to you. I mean, that's that's a thing. Like I would personally, I, I would want to be. Really? I would personally want to be next to my mates because I'm like, wow, dog, like. I'm singing the national anthem. I'm about to represent my country. 
I want the my my I want the person next to me to be my best mate. But we've to never be seen the it. The closest friend that I have within the squad. We've never seen it anywhere else ever. What do you mean we've never seen? We've never seen else? people switch positions during the national. We've never seen them switch positions because most sometimes they probably don't have to switch positions. No, they're already that's not in the, case. the position. People they're, always they're already up. in the like position. People, when people walk in onto the pitch for games, they're not walking in with their boys. They always it's always a jumbled up, you know, a, a random thing. And sometimes it happens. No, it's jumbled up in football and rugby. It's more. It's more. It's more. It's more number. It's it's actually numbers. You go in. It's captain in front, and then the, it's it's in the numbers from one to. So to you're saying the rule still applies? What, what rule? You said we no longer stick to the one to fifteen rule. No, the, in terms of walking onto the field, they walk onto the field. Um, versus in their numbers in um numerical order. Sure. Right. But when they get to the anthem, that's when they switch around, and we don't see them actually switching because by the time they actually get in formation with the anthem, they're already near their friends. They're already near the people that they want to stand with. So there isn't that incident or that incident of them having to switch around, which happened last year. No, no, I don't believe it. But the thing is, I don't like i just think it's it is very stupid for him to do like why would you do that don because like even if all you wanted us to be close to your boy this is one of the most pivotal moments before the game the moments where everyone has thoughts to themselves on the pitch and they can collect themselves and you've got the atmosphere of your national anthem playing why would you want to fuck with team dynamics by maybe it's not a but, he, but that's the thing you don't think you don't think you're fucking with team dynamics by getting someone next to you I'm not saying he intentionally co- concocted a plan to fuck up team dimensions but I'm just saying it doesn't help and maybe you should have had the presence of mind to be like nah I should chill should you really though because yeah, like it's a I don't think I don't think you should. I don't think you really should. Because if if that happened to black people, I don't think that we would actually applaud that. Even then, if it, no, if it I, was I, black I wouldn't people, applaud I, that. I think as 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 a nation and as people would generally applaud that because um, we see and we can relate to the black people who want to be together when they're singing the national anthem. Why does it have to be different even in when that it's case, white people? No, even in that case, I would think that's that doesn't serve any real purpose at all. I would like I don't think it serves any real purpose like if you're about to go on the field with these niggas you need to know that these niggas will die for you and you will die for them that thing That's is that doesn't, change, that doesn't change that doesn't change your opinion just because you want to stand next to your friend and not next to someone that you don't really relate to as much as their teammates doesn't mean that you think of them less yeah you, you could want do. to do that but then now that you're here it's like okay I, I wanted to stand next to my boy but now that we're here and we're a team and I've got someone who's not really my boy but you're my teammate next to me i should then embrace you and because at this point in time we should all have one thing that we're thinking which is go out and destroy okay wait so okay. i should like it shouldn't matter who's next to me so wearing wait, that springbok jersey can i at that point in time okay can preferably i, can, I can, want can, to be can i ask a question friend, i can't so are you saying that jesse creel okay you're saying that he shouldn't have called um okay the person the other person in, in that instance was andre essays sure so you're saying that he shouldn't have called andre essays Okay, should he have or should he haven't? He shouldn't because there's no reason to. to go out of your way to create that ideal situation for yourself. The one that but you're so, in should so be, you should so be you, fine. So you're basically um, clapping down my, my my chat of what most like. I understand where he comes from in terms of wanting to have your friend next to you. No, I'm not because I understand so your you, chat. No, so you, you so you're saying he shouldn't have called them then. 
I'm saying I understand wanting someone that you cool with next so to you. So calling him is wanting to have the no, next I'm to you. No, I'm saying the action of calling him was was not needed. It was unnecessary. Why not? Because you should be fine with where you at. It's like it's like this, dog. Yes, you should no, no, be it's fine. Like this. If you you're at communion, yeah, if you're at communion or whatever, and you are getting salty cracks and apple ties, yeah, and okay, you're at church, everyone's quiet. It's a, it's a nice quiet. Okay, wait, sorry, but but thing is, your 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 example is going to be futile because at what point in church when you're getting communion, do you have the opportunity to swap? Sometimes you maybe you see that. So at what point do you have? At what point do you have? Because at the in 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 when when gathering up for a wasas when gathering up for 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 the anthems before they actually commence, there is that time to be able to line up and be next to whoever you wanna be next to and cool. stuff like that. So where at what like come up with Let an example? Fin- no, my scenario is perfect. Okay. Okay, so the salty cracks, right? There are cheese flavored salty cracks and there are maybe what fruit non-cheese flavored salty cracks. Usually when you're at home you like the cheese flavor, right? And when everything is chilled and comfortable at home you're like, "Mom, can I please have the cheese instead of the the the, the flavorless?" And that happens, right? We're human beings, we de- we develop affinities for things that we like. So preferably in every situation we should want things that we like. Yes. But we should be yes. able to read the situation. If you so happen to get the flavorless uh, salty cracks, right? Instead and of the cheese ones. Instead of the cheese ones and you can see on the table the the, the cheese, cheese ones, ones are, are there are, yeah. and they're available. You should be able to read the situation that you're in and you should be because of the event that you're at and the mood of the event that you're at know that you know what even though it's fine it's okay for me to want the, the cheese ones because that's what i like and you know that's the, i always when i always you know sit next to my friends same way i always have the cheese ones and i ask for the cheese ones this right here it, it's either two things clicking you it's either you say you know what this is not the occasion to ask for the switch or you are so into the event that's happening you're so into the message that's being you know delivered it doesn't even cross your mind to say you know what i should get flavor I, sh- i want cheese salty cracks because you're not even focused on the flavor you're focused on the, the thing at hand same way you should not even been thinking of i need my friend next to me you should be thinking yo let me hold this is my teammate and i'm going to die for this nigga let me hold you close i don't care who you are as long as you have that springbok on you you're my teammate now are we thinking too deeply into this but like i don't i just think it was It was, it was useless for you to, to ask for your friend in that situation I'm calling bullshit like, I'm calling bullshit on the example because at what chance do you have to be at what chance do you have the opportunity to, to switch with those with those with, with the plain cracks and the cheese cracks at church at communion do you have that chance can you, yeah, you are do. you are you able to, to to go to like I mean with the occasion that you're talking about which is different with the national if anthem thing out, which, okay, that's the thing if you're it's communal, different if you're at communal and the salty cracks are being handed out and you can see okay people haven't really not everyone is done getting handed their salty cracks people haven't really settled down you know there's still there's a window for me to switch without causing at what time we, okay but thing is okay wait this is how i picture communion right um like i mean you all go up to the altar is it the altar i think it's, i'm sorry if i'm if i'm sorry if i'm wrong you all go up to to the altar i mean you're on your knees you're given you're given the salty crack you're given you're given see, the, the appetizer How do you picture it happening? When we did it at church, we were sitting down and we each got handed uh, 
a cracker and uh, the small little, you know, the yeah, the yeah, small, the, the, the small yeah, little. Yeah, little and so he didn't go up and take. So wait, you you got you okay? You got ha- you got okay? You got handed. You got handed. It, it got passed down. So, so you could choose which nah, which you crack you choose, wanted. You couldn't choose. Like it got part like person who was handing them out so in in in, in that out. handing them out can you say no no i don't want i, I want yeah, to yeah you can depending on if like if you're the first person that okay gets if you say it. if you say that you can then why shouldn't you be able to why because can't you that, why in can't that, you in do the scenario it if, I described, no, no, wait, wait. if sure. you can change it and you want a, a salty crack uh, sorry a cheese crack over a salty crack and you with the situation you can say no can i please actually can you please yeah. pass me down can you please pass me down a cheese crack why shouldn't you you shouldn't do able it to, why shouldn't you do it because of when that happens so if we're about to, so if we just walked onto the pitch okay you saying that what happened so you saying the process is niggas walk onto the pitch in order in order whatever stop they stand there what no, happens after no no okay so, so yes, describe okay, to me the process this is, this is how it usually is they run on they run on the pitch yeah okay they run onto the pitch sure in that order sure. right and then like i mean they run like on the pitch dispersed wherever they go just to grab the to grab the atmosphere and stuff like that some have a young player and stuff like that and then they all come forward to where they're supposed to line up for the national anthems sure. and within that i mean that's when they migrate to like um what's this um being next to the people that yes they want to be so next when does that like so that. when so the only so the only time that's fine is if it's early enough to where it's not going to be a thing that people recognize now like or people take notes. so of. okay so i think that's the biggest so it, the biggest problem the biggest so, issue with that so, so when did uh uh jessica yeah yes Jessica. so when did he ask he, he asked it before the line was when completely he, formed for, when it was so forming, while the line was when forming. it was forming before it was completely formed i mean majority of it was formed but before it was completely formed because you see people like i think someone i think someone in the background also moves around and stuff like that he calls him over he comes he calls andre estes and over as and is andre estes and over comes over and slots into the gap that he had opened up between himself and mapimpi so maybe that's fine then. but do you see where i would have an error with it so I your argument in saying my where, okay, where well, is the error then so the error then comes in like with the with the communion thing it's like okay if you are the first person to get handed your your, your cracker and they still you know it hasn't settled yet so the line hasn't really formed like everything people are still you know getting their cracker there's a window there for you to be like sorry can i please just have the cheese yeah i mean of course if there's the a line window. is completely formed and he then asks for someone to move i mean I, I personally I don't I see that's I, what I, I don't see a problem with that but I also, like I mean I don't personally see, I don't see, see a problem why with I that say that's unnecessary. Yeah, I, but I can see why you can see it's unnecessary I, I think it's just making a mole out of a mountain a fucking mountain ah, out of a molehill injected <laughs> inject <laughs> but you can see what the problem I would have with that situation I get you I get you I'm on, okay, I'm, I get you so but yeah like like while, while the line is forming and everything I don't think there's a problem because that's what it was after it was, it was kind of it was, I mean majority of the line was formed and people are probably going to say that the line was like was yeah. already formed but not the entire line was formed yeah. I just think, be, think because of the situation racially in SA and especially with the rugby context a, lo- a lot of what goes like the reason why we're even discussing it is because people made a big deal out of it right and 
I don't think if we were just watching the sport casually, we, I don't think that's something we would have noticed and be like, ha, what the fuck, what the fuck. Mm-hmm. I just think, you know, it was a short little five second clip Shit. of people doing what they always do, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, it's really, taken, of, out, it's really taken out of and context. It gets taken out of context and it gets used because, you know, political uh, language and, and there's a lot of agendas that people want to push and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, it may seem, it may confirm, like, if you had an agenda about, like, if the incident with the bomb squad, you know, if you had certain feelings about that. The Springboks in general. Yeah, the Springboks in general. You felt that they already are racist because Rugby is racist. corroborative evidence. You see that, you see, yeah. You see that in... He's Lungus, yes, better, I'm glad. So, you see the incident, I mean, it's it's definitely gonna... It's gonna hit that nail in the coffin for me. Yeah. Um... I think that's, do you think this destabilizes the box? It doesn't. I don't yeah. think it does. I don't think it does at all. I mean, they they don't have to explain to each other what's going on. They yeah. know the situation, and I don't think they're going to be moved by the outcry on social media or anything like that. Um, yeah, I don't think they're shaken in any way, shape, or form about the incident, nor do they feel. Um, more like there's racism within i mean certain incidents may speak to them probably feeling racially um attacked or something like that which we can't speak of because we don't know of but based on those and on, on those instances i don't think there's an issue and i can be like you that's the thing you look at the people talking about how my pimpy was coerced if you've ever seen a, a my pimpy interview or like him talking in a video or anything like that that's how he generally is i mean for me i would i would probably have a, like i'll probably see a red flag if someone speaks unnaturally yeah. and stuff like that and he was just speaking naturally the way that he is the way that he genuinely speaks yeah, yeah. so to me that doesn't necessarily say that no this person's being co-host no they're being forced to say this thing because you can tell when someone if you're being forced to say something or do something as much as you do that thing you don't do it in you don't do it naturally you don't do it um comfortably there's some so some form of of uncomfortable like and uncomfortable see, and, and like you can if you, if you pick it up if you're calculating what what you're gonna say next or whatever yeah exactly he was just he was just talking about now guys it's really not that deep like this is what happened um this is the reason this has happened it's not that deep like yeah it's really end of end of it i love you guys um thank you yeah basically so yeah okay that's my chat on that that's my chat on that fuck we've been uh, we've, we've ranted for <laughs> do you really think there's anything else worth noting in, in the, for the rugby world cup um there is um also certain clubs have certain teams sorry have have qualified and some have um, been officially ruled out or more teams have been officially um ruled out of of making the quarterfinals um in group in group a um samoa and russia are officially out of the world cup um scotland still has a slight chance of making it um yeah japan and ireland are one of them are going to make it between the three because scotland has played two games um in pool b italy is officially no 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 they're not officially out of the world cup are they no they're not not officially out of the World Cup. Sorry, yeah, no, they're not. It's 
we'll see where it's official. Argentina is officially out of the World Cup, and I think this is the first time since 2003 that they don't make the quarterfinals. But I start to be corrected on that. Yeah. But in 2008, they, they finished third place, so they went to the bronze game, uh, finished third. 2011, they made they lost in the quarterfinals. 2015, they lost in the semifinals. If I, like if I'm, yeah, they lost in the semifinals. They lost Australian semifinals. They finished fourth. So this is the first time they they out of the they out of um, they out in the group stages. Um, yeah, Fiji is technically. I don't know if they no, they're not officially out. But yeah, um, nothing too nothing too much from. The results of the past week, um, nothing too surprising from from the games themselves. Um, I don't, I, I, can't, I don't know what much to say. You know. I think that's it. Like I think that's it on, on that topic. Right? Yeah, on the World Shout Cup. I mean, you. it's going to be an interesting week coming up because um, fixtures are like the the final. Like the it's because it's round about the final. Um, stage game I'd say for most teams so that's going to be interesting I mean the first game is going to be South Africa versus Canada we're playing our final game um, it is the B side that is playing and stuff like that so I mean you're not going to expect your usual A side uh, players um, yeah what else, what else? Um, other teams that are other significant games Scotland is playing Russia and then they're going to play um Japan on Sunday, so they're playing Russia on Wednesday and Japan on Sunday. Quick turnaround, so that's gonna be that's gonna be hectic on them. Yeah. Um, like I've mentioned before, that the, the Japan Scotland game is a very vital game to to to, to Japan specifically because um, they currently top the log with three wins out of three, and um, if they win the game against against Scotland, they may finish top of the log and basically. Um, outright like or change everyone's predictions of where each team is 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 where the teams are supposed to finish on that log um other significant games in the week are on saturday so england's going to be playing france um that's also going to be an interesting game to see the the outcome for that um and how that group is also gonna finish out basically and yeah there's nothing else that is like i mean new zealand italy is going to be an interesting game to see how New Zealand plays against Italy compared to how we played against Italy. So what is I the mean, final score for something three? It was 49-3. It was 49-3. But I expect New Zealand to 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 wash um to, to probably have a bigger score against South Africa, more convincing, uh more tries, more action in it because New Zealand and South Africa played two different games, you know, like in terms of playing style. So, uh, we're more conservative than they are, so um, it's generally expected. As, as, even though we won 49 points, they had a red card, um, and it's it's more expected of of New of Wasis, of 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 us to of New Zealand to actually just run away with 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 a game and just like clean you out basically. Yeah. Um, anything else that we're talking about today? Um, I guess this pressure. Huh? Shaquille O'Neal versus Damian Lillard. Because, uh, they've gone into a rap beef. And, uh, <laughs> you know, okay. Damian Lillard went on the Joe Budden podcast and they asked him who is the best rapper in the NBA and stuff. Something like that. And he just said Shaq was okay, but 
I'm a he is the better rapper bro. Who Lillard? Yeah, Lillard. And Lillard actually, if you remember from last season, he scored the game-winning uh, last jump shot. Yeah. Three pointer. But was it a buzz- was it a buzzer beater? Buzzer beater. Yeah, yeah. buzzer beater. Uh, you know, he's he's one of you know one of the best or the better players in the league. You know, so he's a person who is is very good at basketball and evidently rapping too. But Shaq, you know, actually has platinum plugs from rapping, and he's 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 got rapping hits and you know. He's a, he's a cult icon Not even a cult A mainstream icon Honestly Shaq This shit Shaq Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> Like you know what I'm saying So you know That's a little fun You know I'm not paying that much attention To him personally But like Lillard, what, 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 what are Lillard's numbers Does he have like, A platinum single A gold single Nah So how is he better than Shaq then Or how is he claiming That he's better than Shaq You see he just says He raps better than Shaq Okay. Which is true. But Shaq <laughs> is just saying, I, whatever, nigga, but, you know. I've got the numbers. I've got the numbers. I've got the records. He said, he said in both sports, too. Because in, in Shaq has rings and MVPs. Lillard, not really. He doesn't really have, it's like, it's like a good player with no silverware, really. You know? Tottenham. So Harry Kane. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> Harry Kane coming out to um, Sergio Aguero and be like, "Yeah, no, I've scored more goals than you in the past three like, years." Yeah, like imagine if Harry Kane came out to, to Sergio Aguero. Right? Not even Sergio. Like I want to play who's decorated, proven top five type shit. Like if Harry Kane. Sergio came, Aguero. Okay, but Sergio really only has like Premier League medals. Yeah. yeah okay. Oh, yeah. But, but like okay, let's oh, you're talking about cool. like in the world. Yeah, Lewandowski. Yeah, Lewandowski. Oh wait, he doesn't have a Champions League. It's purely. Huh? Like I want someone who's who, because Shaq and Lillard aren't his peers. Lillard is playing now. Shaq's oh. been retired. Shaq is a is a, um, is a legend. It's actually. Um. So you're looking at a legend. That. Vanessa. Vanessa. Vanessa had a mad mad record though. Yeah, so if, think, if Harry Kane, if Harry Kane and Vanessa Roy both had rap careers, yeah. Vanessa Roy couldn't rap, but he actually let me not say Shaq can't rap. Shaq can rap, but it's '90s rap, and okay. Lillard is just a better rapper. You know, yeah, I think we've gone okay. too long on this. Like, not even they taking this topic this seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's you know that's the fun that was had in basketball. They taking things like Klopp is storming out on post-match conferences. When? So there was a challenge. I didn't really watch the match, but apparently there was a challenge on, on Salah, and the whole game Salah was being terrorized. And there was uh, someone was given a yellow card that Klopp thought was a red, and he said that the only reason why that was not a red is because uh, the player who who tackled Salah was English, and you know. The referee wasn't protecting the attacker, and so when was it? Was this this weekend? Yeah, it was this weekend. Who did Liverpool play? Leicester. Yeah, yeah, Leicester. Oh yeah. They scraped a three-two win. Two-one. 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 Yeah, so that's what happened. Klopp felt like that decision was bullshit, and he's basically ranted. Like they asked him a question in the (laughs) post-match, and he had a rant. He had a rant, and then he. Put the the reporter guy under pressure. He was like, "Do you think that was a red? What would would you have given that?" 
Hick to you guys. Like, I've, 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 seen, I've, I've seen them given. I've seen them given. You know that one also. But yeah, uh, the NBA is less dramatic. Because it hasn't started, has it? Hasn't really kicked in. So I mean, can't really expect much from there. Um, anything else that that's in the sporting front this week? This week? Nah, nothing. So you didn't watch? You didn't watch IWA four times? You can I'm say that. Say say say, say that. Say that to the mic. Say that to your chest. I am supporting Castasimilia, <laughs> and <laughs> I will not be watching. I am taking a knee <laughs> against the IWAF, and until such a time where Nasty Z or AKA uh, gets into a deal with the IWAF for whatever the IWAF equivalent of a Super Bowl is. Did you even check World that? World So Super Bowl. World champs are the equivalent. Of what of the Super Bowl mm. for the IWF? Mm. Yeah, okay, there should be a performance there. Um, so Jay Z, I didn't really read. I don't know if it was part of his initiative. So Jay Z, you know, he's partnered with the NFL. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, um, entertainment as well as social, um, social impact. Social oh social yeah, social of the NFL. Yeah, of the NFL. NFL. And guess who is going to be performing at the Super Bowl? Big Neil. Ah, who? Shakira and Jay Lo. <laughs> you joking? <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, the crazy thing is, why do people expect Jay Z? But isn't is isn't Meek gonna perform as well? Apparently, is is he? I I heard like when I heard the the whole Jay Z thing. Oh, um, that's what people were speculating. It came up. It came up that um, Jay Jay um, because the deal was first um, or the proposed deal was first like um, given to to Meek Mill, and Meek uh, consulted with. I mean, I may be wrong with this, but this is what I know and this is what I heard. Me consulted with Jay about the whole situation and stuff like that. Um, if you should take, if you should, if you should take it up and stuff like that. And Jay was like, "Nah, I'll don't take it up." Um, NFL is like full of like money pinchers who are racist, all of that. I mean, the Kaepernick situation, all of that, you know. So like, he basically he put he put him off the whole thing. Um, to his to his next thing, Jay Z is 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 is, is the head of the. Super Bowl entertainment thing. Oh, no, thing, no. That was like Jermaine Dupree. Who? Yeah, uh, do you know Jermaine Dupree? So, so deaf. The guy yeah. who gave us Bow Wow. The guy who dated... Oh. Um, apparently, apparently Meek Mill as well. Nah, it was just Jermaine. Maybe Meek perif- uh, on the periphery, but like... Yeah. That, that whole narrative and scenario was told about Jermaine Dupree, who has since come out and said, uh, that's not entirely what happened. But some of those facts are true. What I do know is that, like I've I don't this is the first time I'm hearing about Meek performing there. Meek is managed apparently, yeah. apparently Meek is managed um, by Rock even, Nation though. So yeah, I, even, though, even, though, even though even though even though Jay Z took apparently even though he took the deal under him, he still gave him, he's still gonna give him um, some form of performance at at, at halftime show at Super Bowl. Yeah, I just think like the sooner we realize that human beings are I don't know the entire facts about the Jay-Z deal with, with, uh, with uh, regards to what position he plays in selecting the artist that, that performance. I think he's the main curator of the show. So if that's the case, then it, it looks a little funny in the light for you to come in under the guise of, you know, I'm the pro-black person that's going to make social mm. change in the NFL and, you know, I'm the entertainment person or whatever. And the first people you bring to a Super Bowl are fucking... Shakira, like if you are the person that's leading the curatorship of the NFL Super Bowl, I'm not expecting you to give us J Lo and Shakira. 
given nah but is, don't you think it's he's not he's probably not trying to force the whole black thing this or is the, the, exact the whole bro black thing but him being um but that in, his whole in, deal him being is in based the role, him that. being in the role is 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 a, is a start of for the ball rolling in nah. in bringing the ba- black culture within um uh, nah, you know what it's like in the nfl it's like fighting against apartheid yeah getting into presidency and then you say you know what i'm not gonna hire black ministers because i don't want to push that narrative no this is the exact time to push the narrative because that's oh, the purpose okay, of you getting into that position oh, see, so he his whole campaign into why you guys should trust me for getting into the position is because i'm a person from this community and i know our community and i'm going to uplift our community there's no one speaking for our community and i'm going to bring my community to you yeah and i'm going to take my community with me and i'm going to put it on that stage you know and then when you get there i'm not saying go out there and fucking resurrect the like get a, a hologram of tupac because he was a, he was a descendant of the black panther <laughs> I'm saying that. I'm just saying, do something that makes sense with what you said. Okay, no, I hear you. So, yeah. I hear you. No, um, is there anything else that we want to rant to chat about? In, oh, I want to rant about the proteas quickly. How much? Okay, where are we on? We're on one fifty-one thirty-five. I want to rant about the proteas and um, a couple of episodes ago when we had Newton, where yeah, we spoke about. Indian, the Indian, um, it's annoying, bro. <laughs> um, we, we spoke about how was this, we, we, based, we had a young preview of South Africa's tour to India in terms of the test series and stuff like that. Um, I spoke extensively about how, um, I'm, I'm, I'm here, I'm, I'm, the thing that I'm looking out for the most are the plans that we have against their spinners against their batsmen and stuff like that and i think it was an interesting test match because it was it was one way south africa expected a lot of spin in the game you know so with that we played three spinners like we expected the pitch to be very um to be prepared badly right and to deteriorate very highly and to spin a lot and it was actually pretty much the opposite kind of so we played three spinners in the in the team and like they hardly had the impact that they were supposed to have and i mean indian spinners are much more accomplished and like much better in those conditions but our spinners were were clapped um i mean looking at the first innings the openers in um Agarwal and 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 Sharma like hit 215 and 179 respectively, um, which are monstrous scores. Like India totaled uh, 502 for seven, which is which is <laughs> which is a lot, family. Which is a lot for first inning score, which is a lot. And the pitch, the pitch wasn't spinning. It was very it was very good for batting. Um, our seamers were not on 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 the mark. So yeah, man, it was, it was. It, I felt, I felt like South Africa could have, like, after that first innings, um, I didn't think we had a chance of anything, like, of anything in the game. I felt like we probably were probably gonna lose the game by innings and like many runs and stuff like that. But our first innings was actually very good. Um, Dean Alga and 
and Quinton Dukak both hit centuries deep. I'll go with 160. Um, Quinton Dukak with 111. And we posted a score, a decent score of 431. So with that, I mean, South Africa going into fourth, third, late third day and fourth day, we probably expecting the best outcome to be a draw. Um, yeah, so India batted fourth day, mostly stacked up the runs, and then South Africa were called into bat and they capitulated this morning. To, to say the least, because we lost one wicket last night, Dean Markram versus Dean Olga out LBW, and then um, Tina Sabrina survived, survived the evening. Then this morning, it just went to shambles, basically. Um, yeah, and it, it goes to how, I mean, it speaks about how, like, I don't want to say immature, but I want to say immature our batting probably was. Um, and the way that we got out, you know, um, also quality of the bowlers of Indian bowlers was 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 very telling. Um, Jadeja and Shami won, were on points in Shami hitting versus getting a a fiver. But I mean, I think South Africa could have should have done way better. I mean, yeah, it is a fifth day pitch pitch. Could have done better. Yeah, that's my young little rant about the Proteas. Proteas, shout out the Proteas. Disappointing you. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to ask why why are we shouting them out, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh someone actually what do you think of, of Peterson's comments regarding What did he say? <laughs> what did he say? He said uh needs to show that he's not just a PR um it's PR inclusion, so to speak. Code to play. Code to play that yeah. type shit. He's only got one century. Yeah, he's got one century in his in his entire career. His the entire thing career. is, I can't. I would I would call bullshit on on Alvira Pearson because um, Temba isn't. I mean, before this before the series where he's batting much higher, Temba hasn't really been given the opportunity to be able to excel in his in his, in his career in the, even in his short career. What's his average position? Um, Temba should be batting around three, four, yeah. five. But he's probably, I think he's batting at like six and sometimes probably coming in at seven, you know. So most of the time, whenever he's batting, he's 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 batting with um, with the tail end on the, on the other side. Like he's batting with um, the less established batters, so your bowlers and stuff like that. And it's usually a manner of he has to get as, as like, like quick runs, like quick runs and stuff like that. And within that, you have more of an opportunity to... Um, more of an opportunity to get out because you want to get as many runs as you can before the person on the other end gets out, you know, is, is, is pulled out and stuff like that. So I don't think he's been given the opportunity to be able to excel. Um, I think if he, if he bats at like three, which I, I believe he should should bat, if he's not batting at three, he should bat at like four. Um, he's probably going to have pats around more, um, as a more established batsman and make play better. I think... I think his his game has improved in terms of his he's getting his runs a bit a bit quicker at a, at a quicker rate at the moment, which is probably what was his his downfall when he was batting with established batsmen at the other end is that he wasn't he wasn't um, his strike rate was a bit was a bit too slow, but I think um, give him more time give him more time people like Tien's De Bruyne have been given enough chances to be able to show 
uh, was enough chance to be able to show they deserve to be playing and yet no one's speaking about how he isn't he shouldn't be was in 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 the test side but you speak about Temba just because he's he's black fuck that shit call you bullshit dog calling that bullshit <laughs> shout out of your pieces things are having him man like dog you average 34 dog Average is 34. Uh, Zero and apparently average 34. No, I can't average 34. 34 is high for him. <laughs> Timber's probably averaging 34. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even find the tweets and stuff, but yeah, you guys will catch it on extra time. What Alvira Peterson's average was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> well, okay, I, I, I see where you're going with that. I see where you're going with that. I think we want to close it out. Yeah, yeah. Where we at one for, yeah, we're about we just below two hours. So yeah, guys. Um, thank you for listening to From the Stand Sportscast. This is episode 13, full of rants, not so much plans, a chat a bit here and there, and yeah, some laughs. But sure, it's mostly rants. Um, the rant show. <laughs> yeah, this is uh Sandile Sandile Socials. Um Sad Boy Season Everything. Check us out. Yeah, and check us out on From the Stand Sportscast on Twitter. Um and myself on at underscore Sandile A on Twitter and on Instagram. Check us out, hit us up if you want to have a chat about HMM we said, if you disagree with anything I've said specific, specifically on the on the Mapimpi and the Jesse Creel incident. Um I'm sure if, if if people listen to this, they probably will most likely disagree with what I say, and that's fine. I'm um, open for a conversation. That's what From the Stand is all about. Creating that environment to have the conversations uh, about sports, about things in real life. It's not just general conversations about what's happening, but deeper ones, you know. Um, picking people's brains, picking their ideas, their opinions and stuff like that. Stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, from the Stand Sportscast. Oh shit, Alvaro Peterson. Oh sh- Ah, that man is shit. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> that man is shit. <laughs> okay, it's not really shit. I'm thinking of another Peterson in my head when I was speaking. It doesn't even have an average. Yeah, Alvaro Peterson doesn't have an average of 34. <laughs> 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 As an opener. But yeah, man, Um, this was from the stand. <clears throat> Sorry, this is from the stand episode 13. Uh, thank you for listening. Shout out. You're.